big government orthodoxy states that you never let a good crisis go to waste. The coronavirus pandemic might have permanently altered societies and economies everywhere. As a result, politicians and bureaucrats have been open about their plans to hit the Great Reset button in order to build back better. It has been the talk of the town over the last 16 months, but will anything be done of it? If they wish to start anywhere, the most logical place would be the international monetary system. And they might have already begun this journey. 2021, a year of monetary change. It has been a riveting 2021 so far, with nations adopting a global minimum tax on corporations, inflation rates skyrocketing, and the United States returning to the Paris Accord. As the world moves on from both former President Donald Trump, for now, and the COVID-19 public health crisis, it is beginning to appear that globalism is making a significant comeback. Whether it is by direct methods or by accident, a trend has been forming since the early days of the once-in-a-century public health disaster. The fall of the buck, although the U.S. dollar continues to be the chief safe haven asset during financial downturns, it is not the currency of choice for nations across the globe. In fact, according to the International Monetary Fund's currency composition of official foreign exchange reserves data, it appears that the world's de-dollarization push is happening with the greenback's share of global foreign exchange reserves falling to a 25-year low. From Canadian dollars to Chinese yuan, other currencies are starting to attain a greater percentage of reserves. This has initiated a series of questions. Will the US dollar fall to the euro? Will the Chinese yuan rise and turn into a global reserve currency? How much power will central bank digital currencies have in the international marketplace? Indeed, if the globalists are itching to hit the Great Reset button, the foreign exchange markets might be an important place to begin. But there is another question that needs to be asked during these times of change. Does it matter? Be it the Australian dollar or the Japanese yen, there is one common denominating factor in all of this. Every currency is backed by nothing. The fiat dream lives on. The deck chairs on the Titanic might be shifting around, but the global economy will always slam into a gigantic iceberg. In other words, fiat money is still allowing governments and central banks to engage in astronomical spending schemes that are contributing to the inflationary explosion transpiring worldwide. Europe is expecting inflation is here to stay. Asia has been witnessing governments print and spend their way out of the coronavirus-induced economic calamity. Despite a growing number of countries shifting their fiat schemes to a digital format, it will not change the fact that policymakers can depreciate, devalue, and debase their currencies by hitting a few keys and pumping more money into the system. Dollars, euros, rands, and the plethora of currencies are not created equal. The greenback and the loonie are far more valuable than the South Korean one and the Hungarian foreign. But this value is based on trust in government and the incompetence of governments in every corner of the globe. The euro's appreciation this year is not surprising when other countries are amassing incredible levels of debt and igniting unimaginable inflation on their respective economies. Would sound money have prevented the global economy from falling into the COVID-manufactured abyss? But while it would have certainly prevented elected representatives from approving trillions of dollars in new spending, sound money, such as gold bars and silver coins, would have kept consumers purchasing power in check. Everyone from retirees to middle-class households are now frightened by how little the banknotes in their wallets will purchase. 
In this environment, money that is, for example, backed by metal would have supported the public's ability to afford common goods and services in the local marketplace, be it agriculture or energy. Households would not need more dollars in their pockets to afford essential items. However, with the annual U.S. inflation rate topping 5% and producer prices exceeding 7%, it will be challenging for the general public to pay for coffee and corn. Why purchasing power matters. Over the last century, most financial crises were exacerbated not because a currency was too valuable but because the money lost all of its value. From the Weimar Republic in the 1920s to Bolivia in the 1980s to Venezuela in the 2010 seconds. When purchasing power is eviscerated, consumers are forced into destitution pouring through the streets to find their next meal and accumulate enough money put into a wheelbarrow to buy a loaf of bread. This is life in an economy with fiat money as the guiding principle of governments and central banks. Purchasing power is liberation from poverty and despair. Before 2020, currency strength was on the brink. After 2020, currencies are set to fall off a fiscal cliff. Share your thoughts below. What does purchasing power mean to you? Let us know.